Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great, thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and I where we discuss a listener-submitted minute of content from a movie, TV show, or somewhere else on the internet, and we talk about it, try to figure out what's going on. John, uh, what are we looking at today? Uh, today we're discussing a clip titled, I am the Glob Glow Gab Glab, <laughs> uh, submitted by a friend of the podcast, Jared. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe we should just start calling everybody friend of the podcast who makes a submission. I don't actually know Jared, do you? No, uh, I do. He's from the Slack. He's oh, so he nice is a friend of the himself. podcast for real. Excellent. Yep. Even better. All right. Well, this week's episode is brought to you by Harrison, Ford, and Chrysler. Come on down to the Tri-State's only pre-owned car dealership where every vehicle is reliable enough to make the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. This weekend at Harrison, Ford, and Chrysler, it's sales. Why did it have to be sales? See one of our expert salesmen and you'll learn why it's not the years, honey. It's the mileage that really matters. Don't let anybody tell you differently. A pre-owned vehicle is the best way to reach fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. So, come on down this weekend to Harrison Ford and Chrysler, and remember that hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a Ford F-150 at your side. Okay. So, he sells Fords? Oh, Harrison and, and Chrysler. Ford. Gotcha. Mm. And Chrysler. Okay. Uh, Subtle pun there. Mm. <laughs> no, it was, it was a pretty obvious pun. <laughs> I just have a subtle mind, Paul. Fair, fair. Um, so yeah, Paul, let's go over what is our um, familiarity with the uh, gob glow glab glab. I'm coming in at a hard zero. I have no idea what this is, where it's from, if it's part of something larger, nothing. What about you, John? I mean, it looks like it, it looks like sort of like what a cartoon game during like the Xbox, PlayStation Two, you know, GameCube era would have been like it looks like some grab by the ghoulies sort of crud mm, but but, it, but you've no it, idea it definitely is a pre-rendered video so it unless it's like a cutscene inside of a game like that i have i have literally no idea what, what the heck this thing is all right i'm glad we're both coming in at zero a quick intro to the scene uh the scene <laughs> is in a windowless room where the walls are lined with bookcases and a gelatinous man is speaking to a crowd of anthropomorphic anthropomorphic books yep uh, so we're already tripping up we're tripping yep, up it's gonna on be the name great. of it and the word anthropomorphic uh this is gonna be <sighs> <laughs> all right well john um we're gonna have to do a script read it's gonna be hard yep. but i think we can do it and mm-hmm. to all of our glob 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 listeners just a, a quick ontoxy <laughs> ah yes ontoxy <laughs> great well, here goes everything. <clears throat> I am the glob, galab, galab. I love books, and this basement is a true treasure trove. I am the glob, galab, galab. The schwabble, dobble, wobble, gobble, fibble, flab, balab. I'm full of schwibble, liber kind. I'm the yeast of thoughts and minds. Schwabble, dobble, glibble, globble, schwibble, schwabble, glab. Dibble, dabble, schwibble, schwabble, glibble, glab, shalab. Schwibble dabble glibble glab, schwibble schlibble dab, dibble dabble schwibble schwabble glibble schlab 
lab. Oh, ah, mmm, splendid. Simply delicious. Boom. Ha ha ha. Actually, Paul, I, I think uh, I think you're mistaken. Hmm? I am the gob-go-gab-glab. The schwabble dabble wobble gabble flipper blab blab I'm the schwibble liber kind. I'm the yeast of thoughts and minds. The schwabble dabble glibble glabble schwabble schwab glab. The dibble dabble schwabble schwabble glibble glab schwab. The schwabble dabble glibble glabble schwibble schwab dab. The dibble dabble schwabble schwabble glib schwab glab. Ah. Well, I think that went about as well as we could have hoped. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. All right, John. Well, what is your first takeaway from the clip now that you've gone through it and also read the script? Um, yeah. So if we haven't already mentioned it, is it is a CGI animated, uh, 3D animated uh, video. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you notice is like this rather like this globulous man who jiggles but in like a way that is obviously like hand animated it doesn't look like there's any sort of like weird physicsiness to it like it definitely looks like they tried to make a uh, sort of gelatin type character without knowing exactly how to animate him or either ha- not having the budget it could just be they couldn't afford to mm-hmm. to that to that much but um and he's surrounded so there's like a bright red light and a bright green light in the room. Uh, I mean, there there might be like two green lights or two red lights. I don't know. But it's bright green and bright red lights surrounded by books, some of which are animated. Others are just in a pile as though this is some sort of weird like book holocaust. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're asleep or if they're dead uh, or if the, just some books are animate and other books are not. Um, but yeah, and so it is terrifying. And, and then on top of that, uh, the blobby gentleman who doesn't have legs, he's just sort of got like, uh, he's a bit of, a bit of the, the Jabba the Hutt on the bottom part. Mm-hmm. So he's like a Jabba tar, I guess. Um, <laughs> Jabba he's got a relatively normal head. And neck, True. yeah. But yeah, so uh, what was what was your what was the first thing you noticed while watching this fall? Really, the the guy that you're talking about. I mean, to me, he looks. I also use the word hut in my notes. Uh, he looks uh-huh. like a hut if you gave a human head, pink uh-huh. skin, and had the animators from Wallace and Gromit put it all together. No, okay, Paul. I, I think... know it's not claymation, but it just sort of feels that. Way so a bit. It, it okay it looks that way because it looks sort of very it looks very simplistic um but like Wallace and Gromit is beautifully animated like <laughs> like uh beyond beyond any expectation in anything that we see in this short uh Wallace and Gromit is uh it might be low key in terms of it like you know it might just be picking up a you know a container of oatmeal or something like that but it's still beautifully animated this is oh, true true this is not like I don't want to see junk animation. It could just be they don't have the budget for you know to to make it. Also, if this is a part of like a large full length movie or something like that, 
or a TV show, then chances are they they don't have the budget. Whereas like Wallace and Gromit are all shorts, so or mostly shorts or a major motion picture. So it's yeah, a little I think bit easier I would, to budget that out. I would describe the animation as somewhat horrific. Do you yeah. think that's fair? Yeah, there. It, it also feels. It feels like it's being handled by somebody who doesn't necessarily know anything about animating. And I don't mean like the ability to animate, but like the art of animation, uh, like all, everything just feels very flowy without any sort of like texture to the animation. There's, he doesn't seem to move at any different pace, any part of him. Does that make any sense? Everything kind of moves at the same time at the same pace, there's no rhythm or, I mean, there might be some rhythm in the sense that it's playing along with the song, but, oh, and by the way, what we just said is supposed to be a song. So. I was going to say, speaking of no rhythm. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just poorly animated, but it, there's very good reasons for that. I'm, I'm guessing. Well, maybe, but maybe not. We don't actually know that. That's true. Uh, well, John, you mentioned the books that are surrounding him, uh, and there's definitely animated in some way they're hopping around only some of them are but john the faces on the books are what strike me more than anything else did you notice these <laughs> i i did Paul. would you mind exp- just describing them for me so the faces um hmm. they're th- 3d off of the cover of the books mm-hmm. and it sort of looks like if you just cut the front like inch of someone's face off and put it on a book so th- they're coming out they're the same color as the rest of the book but it, it's yeah. kind of hor- it's kind of horrific uh, have you ever seen the movie Page Master, Paul? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that, except instead of being on the spine of the book, right? were they all on the spine of the book? They were all on the spines of the book, the faces, right? I don't remember uh, specifically, but that movie scared the crap out of me. As a oh, kid. yeah. No, it is It is. It is some, like, Necronomicon face, face page, uh, you know, face cover of the book, face leather sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it is not... I I don't know who like I think this is a children's movie or TV show or something. There's nothing about it that reads adult or that they're purposely trying to terrify us. In fact, this guy seems rather friendly, right? Well, I actually think he seems somewhat sinister. He seems friendly on the I mean, surface, but maybe in a way where he seems sinister as hell, Paul. I just meant like there's nothing about this scene that like reads like immediately like. This is a bad guy. There's no, like, mustache well, twirling right. or something like that. And there's no disembodied human in the background. It's just yeah. a room. But, John, he he says he loves books. We know that. He does. But then why he, does he... He like, also some... calls himself the yeast of the mind. <laughs> no, I think we should go through each of his claims really quickly. Okay, I mean, okay. The, the first, he loves books, and yet some of his books are nicely on shelves, and some are in a pile, and some appear to be alive. I mean, how how do you think that happened? Does that track? Do you do that with your books if you love books? I don't know. I love books and most of mine are in boxes still. So I like maybe, maybe I also have a weird relationship with my books. Um, I also wonder in this world, does loving books, like if books are sentient, does that mean that he is in love with books like romantically or just like intellectually, like one might love a book in our reality? Well, that is interesting, especially because he has all of these animated books. Is he in a 19-way relationship with all of the animated books? It's possible. I mean, maybe book culture doesn't put, uh, you know, constraints on it in the same way that human relationships do. And, of course, he's not even human, so or I assume he's not human. Well, 
Yes, we could we could dig into that a little bit more. But I like what you said before, John. Uh, the yeast of thoughts and minds. Yes. Does, does that analogy himself... make sense? Is it an analogy? What do you think's going on there? <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope he's not literally like some sort of brain yeast. Um, that sounds <laughs> deadly. Mm. Uh, and I'm guessing he means metaphorically. Uh, but it is sort of a gross idea. Like the idea of like my brain then like sort of like oozing out like foam or like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or expanding, uh, like literally physically expanding in the way that like bread dough does or like a uh, beer wart or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like, I don't like the term, the yeast of thoughts and minds, especially since yeast can be like, like, uh, like, like, a you know, a bad thing sometimes and too much of it. Um, yeah, I, I'm imagining that it's slightly more metaphorical where he is some sort of magical being that inspires creativity in others. Yeah, yeah but you still have to, you still have to understand that when you use visual metaphors like that, or like, you know, like a metaphor, <laughs> you still are, are bringing with it the, the baggage of what actual yeast is. I mm-hmm. mean, like yeast smells delicious. Like, uh, I don't know. Why not just mention the smell of the yeast or something like that? I don't know. Maybe not everybody likes yeast smell, but I also I don't think smell is something you want to bring into descriptions in this scene. He does not look like a being that would smell very good. No, neither does his dungeon book, <laughs> his dungeon library that he lives inside of. So, which he it, describes also, as. A... I, I did want to talk about that, Paul. Do mm-hmm. you think this is a safe place to store your books? Well. It looks like it might be a little bit damp, and we don't see pools of water or anything, but yeah. I would not store my books in a basement. Did it have stone walls? I mean, it looked kind of primitive. I think it had stone walls. I think it was like, yeah, it looked like like a dungeon or something like that. Then, also, the only lighting being red and green lights, like, I feel like you'd be blind after just trying to read one book. For, <laughs> like, it just red and green light everywhere. Well, you know, he would, John, except that we learn he's full of shwibble gibba kind. And as everybody knows, that is good for your eyes? Uh, it's liver kind, Paul. I think he might say glibba. Oh, maybe. That makes sense. But anyway, liver kind make, and glibba kind make sense. definitely sounds like a German word, though. So maybe he's just talking German this whole time. Like, Oh, I didn't like, run this through Google Translate. Yeah, Schwab definitely sounds like a German word. Dibble, definitely. Dabble, I mean, that's English. Schwibble, less so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Like, my my very basic understanding of German points to could be German. Although, he, I do have another question, Paul. Sure. He ends a lot of the words with dab. And his arms sort of wave around carelessly i tried to see if he was actually dabbing when he said dab i I thought about this at no (laughs) point does he actually dab though i really wanted him to also but my my question is is do you think that this is possibly the progenitor of the dab because as a school teacher i i just know physically what a dab is Mm -hmm. i know it's like mimic in that everybody seems to know what it is except for me and (laughs) uh and that like it's just a thing that kids do. Mm-hmm. And so because this is a children's program, maybe, uh, and he says dab a lot and his arms wave around, do you think it could have possibly have evolved into what we know as a dab? 
You know, I, I would have said yes, except for the fact that, as everybody knows, DAB stands for Destroy All Bacteria, and came <laughs> out of the whole sneezing into your elbow movement of the mid-1990s. Is that true? No, but I saw a meme of it once. Okay, that's a, that's a really good... <laughs> I, see, I've never thought of that as a DAB. I've always thought that of that as like a Dracula sneeze. Oh. Yeah. That's... My my kids love it when I'm like, oh, I have a sneeze coming. <laughs> then I sneeze into my elbow. <laughs> but you don't you don't do a full dab when you do it. No, uh, I save dabs for very special occasions, as any adult. <laughs> That's fair. Have you ever dabbed in the classroom, John? Oh yes, of course. You're I good. teach teens, Paul. I have to relate to them <laughs> in some way, and this is the most. Uh, transparent and uh least energy way to relate to children as possible well that's hilarious i mean John. fidget spinners cost like six bucks i ain't doing that dabbing is <laughs> where we'll meet dabbing's free all right john let's let's get off the dab for a second and back into the scene where we see in the background he has what looks to be a comfortable chair but i don't think he can sit in a chair do you I mean, think that's his chair? Has he evolved from a state in which he could sit in a chair? Is it for guests? What do you, what's going on here? I don't know. So that it's something that sort of brings into something I did want to talk about, which was basically like, do you think this is his room, or is he there because he loves books, and so this is a library that he appears in, like a like not a genie, but like just out of the ether. He's this I, creature. Yeah, I think in. this is his room, and I'll get into that in my theory a little bit, but I think okay. this is where he spends most of his time. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess he could sit in it. Like, if he has, like, a waist, like, you don't need legs to sit in a chair so much as just a butt, and he has... He's not, like, a super Jabba. Like, like, like he's got a little bit of a tail, but he's not, like mostly tail you know what i mean right yeah and, like he's and, got and, like a little java butt yeah and at no point in his body does it look like that body could fit into the chair except for the little tail at the end which i don't know if you want to put that in a chair is that helpful i mean maybe if he lays on the ground and he wants to put his tail somewhere soft he can just like lift it up and, and place it i don't know fucking paul i don't i don't know anymore <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this thing has no anatomy that we can speak of other than a head, a neck, and arms, and then it like a Jabba it's, butt. It's pretty upsetting. Mm -hmm. It really is. All right, John. Well, the last thing for me is kind of my favorite thing about the clip is that freestyle breakdown that he does in the middle of the song. And <laughs> yep. you might not have picked up on it as we delivered it, so definitely go and watch the clip because when this guy is going, ooh, ha ha ha, hmm, splendid. It's kind of like a weird, lame breakdown in the middle of a song, and I like it a lot. Yeah, it actually reminds me a lot of uh, sort of like the breakdowns in um, uh, Prappa the Rappa, uh, where it's basically like just a chance for you, the 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 player character, Prappa, to like do freestyle rapping. Whereas the like the guy who's rapping for most of the time, like your teacher or whatever, they're uh, you know just in the background, sort of just like you know with little interjections every once in a while, and it feels like as a player I should have been like 
going dibble dabble shrivel shrabble gibble glab schwab and then like you know free freestyling it uh while he's doing that but is it is this another youth culture thing i don't know about parappa the rapper parappa the rapper it was a playstation game dude oh so not youth culture no well i mean it was when we were like youths I don't remember any rap-based games from when I was a kid. Uh, well, we'll have to we'll have to fix that. I think you I think you might like Rap of the Rapper actually. All right, I'll check it out after. Joe, mm-hmm. John, uh, well, what else strikes out? Um, what else strikes you from this episode? This clip. I mean, really, nothing. Uh, it it does feel like it was animated in the early two thousands. But then, like, the shadows and stuff, like, I know how expensive rendering is. Like, if this was a feature length or even just, like, a 40-minute or a 22-minute cartoon, like, there's a reason why, uh, like, what is it, uh, Donkey Kong Country, the animated cartoon, looks that way. It's because it's super expensive to, like, render shadows and stuff. It's not that they didn't have the technology to do it. It's because it would take forever to actually, you know, churn out. So this thing is either just poorly made by the anime by animation standards today or recently or it was made a long time ago with at least like a budget that means that time was not a problem yeah i mean it is interesting we we don't even have in the video description a, a year for when this no. is made or we anything. We have no just... information on this, guys. Other than that there are a thousand videos uh, attached, like, linked on the sidebar of this YouTube thing with him in it uh, or, like, him attached to it as though, like, it's a well-known thing. So I think we are missing something here, Paul. Uh, well, it's, it sounds like we probably are. John, why don't you tell me, then, what you think this is, how we got here, and what happens next? All right, so I think that this is... Like, I'm guessing, I'm thinking that there is a, a child-like main character uh, of this, of this movie. I think it's like a made, uh, made for, not made for TV, but like a direct-to-DVD video, um, movie. And I think that there's a main character kid, and I think he is staying with his grandparents in their old, like, castle type mansion thing. And I think that it's filled with maybe like fairies or fantastical creatures and stuff uh, because he's bored. And so he's like imagining stuff. And uh, in the library, there's the uh, glow gab glob in there. And he is the one who sort of acts as like the librarian of this of this library. Um, But I'm not entirely certain that I don't think it's the. Oh my god, I have to say the name again. Uh Glob Glow Glab Glabs uh library. I think I think he's just living there because I think he's like like a spirit or something. Uh okay. which 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 I think would explain like like I think he's like a jelly ghost. Like a like a mushy ghost. Like like not not like fluffy or like you know, light and shadow, but like just a big old blob of ectoplasm or something mm-hmm. and i definitely sort of get like f- like casper the friendly ghost vibes from it so i think that he like helps out the kid or something like that okay know. well what, what do you think happens next uh so i think that uh they i think the the boy i think there's some sort of like evil that's gonna spread through the the castle and 
you know, destroy all the nice fairies of make believe or whatever. And he has to get the help of the glob go gab glab to, uh, you know, figure out what sort of book, you know, might have the right magic spell or something to, to, to free them. <laughs> you know, that, that sounds like a thing that could have been made. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, if anybody wants my, uh, amazing writing abilities, uh, I'm John Ward at, uh, P.O. Box, uh, all right, Paul. How about you? What's what's your what the fuck is your idea? I really wanted to see what PO box number you were going to say. Uh, fourteen fourteen, uh, Mockingbird Lane. Awesome. That's not a PO box. So, um, I think this is from an N sixty four game, or no, sorry, a GameCube game, something in that era. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a explore the haunted mansion type game. Where the glob glab glab is the final boss basement dweller in this mansion. So after you explore the top floors and do all the puzzles to get down there, he's the final boss and you have to beat him in a logic puzzle of some kind, defeating him and convincing him that he's actually not the smartest, um, boogan in the mansion. And in fact, that, and in fact, that glob glab glab is an honorific <laughs> title given to the leader of this bunch of boogans. Okay. So I'm going to be really pissed if this actually is just a clip from the the video game Grab a Guy by the Ghoulies, which is like one of like the... Huh. Uh, basically, uh, Rare, the, the game company, they made like... Uh, what did they make? They made like uh, Star Fox and um, uh, Banjo-Kazooie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. Well, when they were bought by Microsoft, they went over to the Xbox and they made Grab by the Ghoulies, which I'm pretty sure Ghoulies just means testicles in English speak. And they're an English studio, so Grab by the Testicles, the lovable children's game. <laughs> and aesthetically, it looks a lot like this. Like, it's children in, like, a Haunted Castle thing, uh... But and and the thing is like Rare also has like a lot of like singing bosses and like all sorts of stuff. So if this is some sort of weird pre-rendered cutscene before <laughs> before a horrifying boss fight, I'm gonna be really pissed. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be proud because you basically just deciphered it, probably. Well, we'll have to see, and I, I'm actually gonna Google it once we're done with this. Oh yeah, but... no, this is this has to be solved. Like a lot of this stuff, I'm like, I'm happy where we ended up, but this one, I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm almost like angry at this. <laughs> right. Right. All right, well, John, do you think we can recommend either the movie you've described or the game that I've described? Uh, I think the game sounds pretty good. My movie sounds horrible. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound great. No, it sounds. It sounds very derivative and lazily put together, <laughs> almost like I just thought of it. Um, well, I mean, yeah, that is. It's just grounded. hard to put this within context of like a movie. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Thing? Well, um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll figure it out, and we'll, I don't know, maybe tweet about it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, if uh, you want to support the podcast, you can always send us a clip to review as well and make us say all sorts of weird things like we did in this episode. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Jared, for that. Yes, thank uh, you. You can also, yeah, you can also review the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Reach out to us at the minute podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on the various social medias at minute pod or, you know, just follow us around the grocery store. That's normal too. 
As always, this episode was hosted by Paul Reberg and John Ward, produced by John Ward, theme music by Paul Reberg, weird noises made by us as well. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. I like how you keep saying the grocery store thing, and eventually somebody's going to, like, like not now, not in five years, but someday somebody's going to be like, I found you in the grocery store, Paul. <laughs> and I'm not going to like that, Paul. It's not going right. to be great. Maybe I'll delete no. it from my notes. Oh, no, no, it's good. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.